Welcome everybody back to a new episode of Roscast. Today we're joined with Dr Lister who heads up our astronomy centre here on site. A unique facility found like this nowhere else in the UK. I'll give Dr Lister now the opportunity to introduce himself. Hello, welcome. Uh, thank you for that Kai. It's, it's actually a pleasure to do this, it really is. My name's Nick Lister, you are sat, sitting in the astronomy centre. Ross's own yes. astronomy centre and you yourself Kai of course have been part of this. Yeah, I have been. I've studied uh, GCSE astronomy, uh, which I must say was probably a favourite GCSE to do. Every Thursday, we were here for two hours, uh, learning all about our solar system, our universe, um, the sky and beyond, uh, and it was a fantastic time. I remember it very well, actually, and I have to say to you, uh, you're being quite modest, because you did very, very well with your GCSE astronomy, and I would also say that the group that I taught, you were part of it, yeah. it was actually the best, the nicest, the most entertaining group I ever had, anywhere, any age, oh, so there you so are, much. so that's a good compliment, and I mean it, I mean every word, so I remember it with great fondness, Thursday. Thank you so much, it was such a good group as well. It was. Uh, I remember we were sitting in this very room that we're yep. currently recording in, and we were a good bunch of people, so we were Absolutely. like five or ten, weren't we? And yeah. it, was, it was just fantastic. It was brilliant, it was a really good time, I enjoyed every minute, to be honest, Kai. So why don't you tell me a little bit more about uh, our astronomy centre, what it is, what we offer here at Russell, um, and what exactly it is that you do. Okay, yeah, well the Astronomy Centre here, I actually always word it to people in a certain way. I say that because we're not like a museum as well, we just teach. So it's just academic. And when I word it that way, and I also say that all we teach here is astronomy. So all this place does is teach, and all it teaches is astronomy. When you word it in that way, we can say that we're unique in the UK. There's nowhere else that can actually say that. It's just an academic teaching environment and all we teach is astronomy. So it's a unique place. I'd like to think and hope that it's a nice thing for Russell to have. And to be honest with you, I often say this to people and I really mean it, what I have here is probably the best job in the world, to be quite honest. That's amazing to hear, yeah, so I, really, I really believe it, I do believe it. So, in facility-wise, yeah. what, what do we have here? So it's obviously yeah. uh, quite an extensive piece of uh, this larger building yeah. here that we're yeah. in. Uh, and we've also got uh, the observatory out on the fields. So yeah, well, the, it's interesting you mentioned that, Kai, because the observatory was kind of like the catalyst for the centre. So I, I first came here what is now oh, 23 years ago. Wow. So you're work right there with the likes of Dr. Doman and Mr. McNabb. Yeah, those are the ones. Mr. Hall, who've yeah. been here for a yeah, long, Mr. long time. Fairhurst. No Mr. Fairhurst yeah. for a long time. And I came here originally to actually help to try and get the observatory done, done up and cleaned up and things like this. And really it all went from there. We got, we got some funding a few years down the line. We got this a memorable, a memorable piece of funding from Lawrence House, which was an old prep school down in Lytham St. Anne's that unfortunately right. folded, it went under. And some people set up a, a trustees group and we canvassed, we had this idea of some kind of academic institution that just taught just astronomy to everyone, astronomy for all, and we kind of canvassed this idea and we got some nice funding and we established what we call Lawrence House Astronomy Centre, but it is Russell's Astronomy Centre. And so as you said, yes, we're sat in a classroom now, we have a lecture theatre across the corridor, and really the, the, the big wow factor of course is the planetarium, where we all get to go in and sit under the stars, fantastic stuff. I, I personally remember uh, you giving us, when we had GCC Astronomy, uh, we spent one lesson uh, in the uh, planetarium 
and we went through the entire thing and you did your show and then we got to ask questions and okay. sit on the cushions and look up yeah, yeah. and it was just amazing and on open days and so on and so forth and uh, we always get to be in the astronomy centre that's uh, in, in the plantarium yeah. sorry yeah. and it's such a unique thing to have as a school it is uh, it is nice it's a lovely super, environment super fascinating yes it is so our uh, observatory out on the field mm. Victorian style observatory yes can you tell me a little bit more about that? I can, yeah. I can tell you one or two things. I might waffle on for far too long. You might have to edit what I'm about <laughs> to say. It was donated to the school. I think it was in something like 1910, something like right. that. And the actual observatory, the telescope inside it was made, I believe, in 1870. So yeah, it was made with a great deal of care. It was made as one of a pair, and the other one went down to New Zealand. And it was made to observe a very specific thing in the night sky, or in the day sky in this case something called the transit of Venus. And uh, a nice little story that I will give you very, very quickly is that many, many years ago, I did my family tree and my history went back right into the 1600s. And I know basically that I am effectively related to the people who actually donated the telescope. I know, Kai's, Kai's mouth has just dropped open. In about 1910, they were called the Ashertons of Downham of Clitheroe. And I'm basically related to the family. So what this amazing piece of, is it, is it called serendipity? Where all these years later I come along, see this, <laughs> this old telescope where come into Russell School to do it up, to get the observatory going again, and find out later on that I'm actually related to the family that originally donated the telescope, if that makes sense. That's amazing. That's a bit That's weird. absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, so can you tell me a little more where we're on this already? Uh, your personal history, you yeah. studied astronomy? Yeah, I, it's just been through my life. Uh, I know my mother used to tell a story about when I was about two years old when I was just starting to walk and toddle along. On an evening, she realised I'd be sort of walking along next to her on an evening and I'd keep tripping up. And she'd think there was something wrong with my legs. She eventually realised that it wasn't my legs, it's because I was looking up. I wasn't looking down at the pavement, so I was looking up at the sky, so I kept tripping up. So it's just been throughout my whole life, and yes, yeah, so I went and studied it right through, went to uh, Plymouth. All those years ago, it was called Plymouth Polytechnic, not Plymouth University, but I was taught by a really great guy, a man called Percy Seymour, who was very, very funny, and he used to spend half the lecture lecturing us, and the second half telling us jokes, <laughs> and this kind of thing, and he was a really great guy. He, he also gets his name, I don't know whether it's still, but year upon year, he used to get his name in the Times newspaper for predicting the birthday of Christ based on a returning comet in our skies as the star of Bethlehem. This kind of oh, thing. He was a great guy. That, I think. Yeah. You might have told us about this. I've probably once. told you the story. It's very boring. Probably told you all about Percy Seymour, yes. Because it sounds familiar now that you say it. I've definitely yeah. heard about that before, yes. Yeah, yeah. He was a good guy. He also had a theory of astrology. And oh. any astronomers that are listening to this, they will say, that's ridiculous. But he had this great theory. I may have told you that. I don't know, Kai. But he had a great theory of astrology, did Percy. And he told us it one day in one of his lectures. And it was absolutely brilliant. It was really <laughs> clever. So he was a good guy. I'm sure you get quite upset when people confuse astronomy and astrology. Exactly. <laughs> Do you exactly. want to clear that, that Usually <laughs> I will, yes. Yes, usually I will. So, yeah, he was an interesting guy. So astronomy has been the thing for me all my life. And... And to be honest with you, even though I've done other things and done some actual astronomy, as it were, teaching it or passing the wow factor on is the thing that I really get the most buzz from. I always have, and I think I always will. And that's why I said to you to have this place 
it's the best job in the world definitely so after university yeah. what did you go on to do then well I had a bit of a gap in what I was up to and then eventually was approached by Boeing of all people and through Boeing I ended up doing my PhD so we were work, we were working on basically uh, tracking down stars that are being born so stars that have just been created inside these huge areas in space that we call a nebula and so that's what I've worked on as a so-called professional as it were <laughs> now and then all my life so we track down stars that are in the process of being born they're called pre-main sequence stars you might have remembered the phrase main sequence that's from Russell Diagram Wow, now that I am impressed with. That of I course. am impressed you've with. You've got the main sequence all along the diagonal, you've got temperature and size, and then uh, all relative to the sun, uh, SO. This is And then uh, you've got your up. red super giants and your red giants and your white dwarfs on the bottom. So while Kai's talking to me here now, he's kind of pointing out with his hand the different places on the Hertzsprung Russell diagram. I'm very impressed, young man. <laughs> that is superb. So, uh, after working for Boeing, mm. is that then when you moved on to uh, teach at Russell? Yeah, I kind of intermix doing stuff down in London a little bit and down in Liverpool, but I like to come back here. This is still my baby, as it were. The Astronomy Centre is still the thing that I love doing. The thing that I get the most out of is passing astronomy on to people, introducing all the amazing wow factors in this subject. You've mentioned a few already on this interview, Kai. So that's what I get the most out of. That gives me the most satisfaction, just seeing people. And I have to say again, of all ages, who just become hooked in this Absolutely. amazing subject because of all the great wow factors. I remember when I studied GCC astronomy, uh, I kind of uh, told, I uh, had a little bit of a conversation with my dad about it, and he was like, oh yeah, so, so what do you study? Well, what exactly is it that you're doing? Mm. And I uh, just kind of told him the odd little bit, and he was like, oh wow, that's fascinating. So that's how far is away. So what, billions of them, and, and each of them then has billions of stars in it again. Oh, yeah. wow, that's amazing. And, you know, talking about galaxies and how big everything is. Absolutely. And uh, I know you've got your famous uh, lecture uh, where the second or third slide is just the word big uh, across the slide. <laughs> where, where you talk yeah. about Where you talk about how incredibly big the yeah. solar system, the universe, a galaxy, uh, and, and, you know, essentially the observable universe is. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's just anybody of any age that sits in that lecture where they've got a background in science or not mm. they will take something away that they that makes them realize how incredibly massive the Absolutely. universe is and how incredibly insignificant we are in comparison i'm glad you said that kai because i agree with you yeah it's always nice to try and drive that point home to people it is one of the big wow factors scale size distance they are it's like the pale blue dot picture from the voyagers oh superb Great photograph, Kai. Absolutely fantastic. Spot on. All of that stuff. I'll tell you what I always say to people as well. I think the real, the biggest wow factor of the whole lot has to be, I say this to so many people all the time, that the, the science is full of these amazing wow factors, but the best has to be this. If you go out on a really, really clear evening and you look up at that beautiful night sky, know that you are looking back in time as well. When you're looking up at the stars at night, you are a Doctor Who. You're a time traveller. This is not science fiction, it's science fact. You are seeing objects out there in the night sky as they were many, many years ago. And I think that has to be the ultimate wow factor 
look up at the night sky and know that you are looking back in time. How so for some of our listeners who might have not been able to quite understand why mm. that is the case, would you mind just explaining a little bit of the science of yep. why it is actually that we're looking back in time? Of course, no problem whatsoever. So all the stars out there that you look at, the light that's entering your eye when you actually look at those stars was sent out by those stars many years ago. So the light leaps off the surface of the star, if you like, and travels through space towards our eye. And that light is travelling very, 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 very fast. If you flicked a beam of light out of your finger, it would travel all the way around our Earth about seven times in one second. So that's how fast the light's travelling. And yet it's still taking that light many, many years to get to our eye. So that tells you two things. It tells you that those stars are a very, very long way away for the light to take so long to get to us, travelling at that huge speed. But it also is therefore telling us literally that you are getting the image of that star. You are seeing it as it was many years previously. The light is taking so long to get to your eye, you see the star as it was many years ago. Thank you. I think that's brilliant as an explanation to just get an idea of what it actually means looking back in time and why exactly that's possible just because the light does take such an enormous mm. amount of time to reach us even though it's travelling that fast. Yeah. Uh, absolutely fascinating again to give the scale of the universe that that implies. That is a great example, yes. What else do you think are some of the most fascinating bits for you personally mm. where you say, apart from what we've already mentioned, that's what is really a fascinating, important thing about astronomy or science more yeah. generally. Yeah. And why is it so important for us to study astronomy and science? Importance-wise, I think in the last 20 years or so, astronomy has become far more important. I think it's knowledge that we're gleaning from it now is starting to help human beings, literally now. So I really genuinely believe that. But I would also say to you from a point of view of, wow, what's happening out there? I think that the topic that really leaps into my head all the time, and again this is quite a recent thing, is the idea of life, and life out there in the universe. So maybe 30 years ago a lot of astronomers in the world would think, well there's life on Earth and that's going to be just about it. But now we don't think like that, we, we think the opposite. And the a Drake lot of astronomers, equation. Oh, Drake equation, Kai, good man. Yeah, yeah, we're thinking now in some ways that the universe could be teeming with life. And we find the chemistry of life, if you like, out there in space. We find life-giving molecules, molecules that will build up to form things like amino acids and protein and maybe even DNA. And these molecules are out there floating around in space. This is an incredible thing. So in the very near future, for example, we could, who knows, we might even find bacteria on Mars, one of the planets in our solar system, who knows? There is a moon going around Jupiter called Europa, which could harbour life as we speak right now. It could be the case that you might be all looking at your iPads or your newspapers in 15 years time, something like that, and the headline might pop up saying, life found on Mars. What an amazing thing that would be. That would be such a revelation for the whole human race. Incredible. Yeah. Realising that there. actually outside of our own planet there yes. would be other places for life to exist. I think so. Which, it would be weird if it wouldn't, wouldn't it? It would be I odd think so. to think that the Earth would be the only place for life to exist, not just within our solar system, but throughout in, in, in the wider universe. I agree completely, really, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think it will be there 
And I think it would be a, a, just a huge revelation, like I said, if we even found so-called primitive life like bacteria. It's not really primitive. Bacteria is very hardy stuff. It could be that So I think that's kind of hinting on another bit of astronomy that I think is quite interesting, how astronomy is very much the interplay of uh, the three of the core sciences. Uh, uh, so astronomy is really a combination of obviously physics, yeah. which again then has maths as its foundation, but also chemistry and biology coming Definitely. into it. So uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that perhaps more, uh, yeah, yeah. Of, of how science altogether comes together uh, to then come up with these great new discoveries? That's absolutely spot on. I think from a cross-curricular point of view, astronomy, in my opinion, has always been an amazing vehicle for infusing and further infusing people into physics, chemistry, with ideas about life nowadays, as you say, biology, also geology, science of rocks, if you like. Astronomy is a really fantastic vehicle to further infuse people into all of these sciences all the time. It really wows people up into their physics, into their chemistry, and into their maths, as you suggested before as well. Exactly. So yeah, it's a great cross-curricular thing. Long may it continue to be so, I hope. Absolutely. So how do you think, does astronomy, or again, science more generally, with programmes such as NASA's mm. uh, DART mission, for example, mm. really act to uh, be one of the most important things that the human race has ever created, given that we're now at a point where we are able to defend ourselves against things like asteroids, mm. or are hoping to in the future. Yeah. So where do you think astronomy fits into this, and where do you think us, as the Russell Astronomy Centre, fit into... Uh, trying to get people to join yeah. further education to one day perhaps work on important projects such as that. Oh, that's fantastic what you just said really. That's what I really, really want. That's what I've always wanted. I want people to come here, do some astronomy and enjoy it. But I then want people also to come here, do the astronomy, enjoy it really from a purely academic sense as well. And even yes, therefore for some of those people, whatever age they are at currently, to then start thinking forward into thinking, yeah, I'd quite like to do this as a job, for want of a better word, and do it as further education, etc. And then maybe get involved, like you suggested, in amazing scientific projects like basically protecting the Earth as a whole planet, you know, yeah. from stopping it from getting hit by rocks flying through space. We know it's been hit in the past, it's gonna happen again, hopefully not for a long time, but it's gonna happen again. So it would be fantastic to get people involved in these projects because they are truly important and people which is lovely for me every year people do go on to do some astronomy at university do it as a job out there in the big wide world and still get back in touch with me and say nick i'm doing this nick i'm doing that and that's just the ultimate for me that's the ultimate um, award for me when I see people doing that, following astronomy through into a career. Wow, great! Well, I mean, I myself will be studying physics next year, so close enough, hopefully, to please. Listen, you. yeah, <laughs> without any scientist, I'm happy with any scientist. Kind yeah, of. Alice good, good. from our astronomy class goes into medicine. There we so go. We've good. got two. Yeah, that um, is so good to hear. Just trying to think who else will will. Well, we've, we've got a couple, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's people every year who do get in touch with me from all walks of life, actually, and people who've even changed their direction based on doing some astronomy, you know, which is fantastic. Lovely. Thank you so much. I think that's a great place to finish on such a, like, positive and high note of encouraging people uh, to go into the STEM subjects and yeah. uh, 
eventually potentially work on such important projects either in the fascinating discoveries uh, side of things or in you know the cold hard protection uh, of our home yeah, so far still our only one and it's our only one i just say to everybody go outside and look up at the night sky because it's the most beautiful thing thank you Kai. <laughs>